Tip. Good afternoon. It is December 20th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Lemos, co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? No fancy intro, no nothing. I just got a big question for you. Just we'll start it right off. What happened with the Patriots? Wait, no, we're not we're not doing that. Don't do that. I'm gonna start it all over. I'm gonna play the music one more time. We can do better than that. You really, you There's really nothing wanna... else. That's all. That's that's uh, my main focus. It, it, I've been just... thinking about it for two straight days. I, I'm, I'm so glad that you left hanging out with me because if we'd watched the I'm, entire game together, I'm, I'm seriously that's gonna the way that it ended. Good afternoon. It is December 20th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, a little column B, hosted by Will Lemonos and sometimes with Zach Bishop. How you doing today, buddy? I want to talk to Patriots. Oh my God! Dude. Really? Okay, fine. You win. You win. You win. You what got else, it. All right. What else? What else is there to talk about? There's nothing else going on. You, you're. I've never seen. I've never seen an ending that terrible since the J.R. Smith uh, finals game. This is the most Laker fan you've ever been in your life, and I mean that. That we're talking about a team that is not good. It is not competing for a championship. There was a ton of good games this past weekend. We're a bad football team. We shouldn't be an. Op- we're not an opening team. We're not an opening topic team. We're not. We're not worthy. We're not even remotely close to being worthy. That, that no. If we had just lost, then it's like ah no, we'll get to that later. The way we lost. If if this wasn't Belichick as the coach, this is a fireable offense. This is the you come in on Monday morning and the key card is locked and you cannot get in the door. I was I was legitimately nauseous. I didn't watch the last game. I I, I like sat alone in my room. Like I was just I couldn't believe it happened. I was already shocked that we somehow were winning and somehow in control of this game and that it slipped away a little bit and then it was like, "All right, you know what? I still I still felt we had a very good chance in winning in overtime. I didn't hesitate. I wasn't hesitant on it. The game ending like that. I wasn't even hesitant when he did the lateral. I was more hesitant when I noticed that he lateraled to nobody. That there was nobody there. This was just a miracle play that he was praying that something would happen, and that he hadn't calculated in his mind that maybe the other team could get the ball and maybe the other team could score, and that maybe, just maybe, he didn't know the score of the actual game and that potentially thought we were losing and that it didn't matter if the other team scored because we're down. We need a miracle to happen here anyways. There's a lot of inexcusable things there. I'm, I'm in agreement the, with the, you. The lateral isn't the issue because it was uh, it was uh, Ramondre is the one that lateraled it to uh, Jacoby Myers. It was the Jacoby Myers winging it, what was it, 20 yards behind him and 30 yards to, like, east-west? It's. It wasn't like a. Oh, okay. If we make this one pass, and you know, for sure, there's only like a one percent chance this works. You know, we could win this game. It'll be crazy. Like the best case scenario is that Mac Jones catches it and then gets absolutely drilled. It. He, he wasn't gonna do anything with it. There was no time. It wasn't like there was a getting out of bounds. There, there was nothing else. It makes no sense. I can understand when Mac struggles. I can understand when the team struggles. We got a very young team. We do not have the team that we've had in the past. But this is not a we didn't have, you know, we weren't prepared somehow or we just don't have the skills and the other team was just better than us. This was not knowing simple thing like time and possession. You have the ball. It's tied. Go to overtime. Don't – what? it wasn't like Chandler Jones even made like a, a miraculous play basically threw it right to him even if he had dropped it it was a lateral still it was only mac jones back there and now you've set your quarterback up to have like one of the worst looking videos and we struggled we struggled since tom brady has left for sure but we've never been embarrassing this is up at that level with uh the you know i think i showed it to you there was like the anniversary oh actually this year double there was the anniversary of the butt fumble oh we were on the winning side of that awesome the one where the colts Tried to have a center and I don't know, it was like a gunner or something. <laughs> yeah, or maybe it was actually the, the the punter. It was the punter. And then it, we just absolutely blew it up, and the whole time everyone is looking. Everyone, people that don't even know about football, are looking at it, going, "Fuck, uh, what what are they doing?" That's what it was. What's this guy doing? He has no idea what he's doing, and it, it was embarrassing. Embarrassing is there's nothing else to talk about here. It happened. It wasn't it wasn't a good football play. It was very unusual. I, is this just what the other side feels like? We were so spoiled for so many years. We say this every podcast. Is, is, is this is this what every other f- franchise is dealing with on a regular basis? Because I I need 
I need more preparation. I need more training. I I am I'm in the deep end and I'm struggling right now. I have no faith in this team. It's it's just so it's just look. It's a miracle that Belichick keeps us in enough games right now where I don't think we're a good football team. To lose a game like that just seems like something we've never done before in the past, where we always win these type of games. Other teams make these sort of mistakes. We rarely do. We rarely let other teams win because that's that's what this was. This was letting the other team win. There was there was a scenario here we just couldn't lose as long as we did the one thing. The what? This is the only way. There was no other way we could have lost the game. Could have lost in overtime. That's a different loss. I, I got to imagine this is a uh, time based because I can't imagine this is of, of all time in the NFL. But I was seeing a stat going around, and it could have just been a more more of a joke sort of thing. But the only two times uh, a team has lost on multiple laterals, both the Patriots, and it was the. This one this past week and the one against Miami towards the end of the season uh, a few years ago at the end of Brady's uh, career or time with with the Patriots. Just like how? How? We're the, we're the team that has Belichick that we're supposed to be more prepared. We go through more situations. We do more crazy things of playing with footballs that, you know, aren't even really footballs. It's actually just like a watermelon that's all greased up or something. Not anymore. Our season's over. It's, it's, this is it. It's over. We're going to finish well, last. Well, that's not year. true. We still got a chance. Our season's over. You can have a chance. I'm not betting on that team. Well, this is this is how this is how other franchises normally feel. The embarrassment, I don't know. There's not many teams that are, are this far down. This is like a Chargers going to Chargers situation. I really hope that this uh, uh, stops. But we got a 20% chance to make the playoffs, and I think this is how teams are more likely to go through it. Of you, The Super Bowl isn't even, even in the consideration. It's just... Well, if we made the playoffs, that'd be cool. Hey, that That's where we are right now. All right, there were eight other games that were all one-possession scores, a lot of them ending with a three-point win or a potential walk-off touchdown. I can't believe we didn't open with any of those games, and instead you put the torment of reliving the worst Patriot moment I could think of in the longest time. I Just when I didn't think it could get worse, that game happened. I'm okay being bad. I'm okay rebuilding. I'm not okay being the dumb team. I'm not okay being embarrassed, like you said. It's just, it's it's not what we've ever done before. If anything, we could lose every game. We could go 0 and 16. I I would confidently say we could go 0 and 16, and that we wouldn't have a play like that because we're generally a very smart and a well coached team. Things happen, but they generally don't happen to us. So this is an adjustment period here. How about we talk about some actual good football games? Because this wasn't even the craziest game of the week. The craziest game of the week was Saturday on Saturday. Of which he goes up, what, 33 to nothing? And then it doesn't work? In essentially a fourth quarter, they give up 30-plus points and then lose the game? We rewatched this entire game because we were out and about on Saturday. And I, I remember just keeping an eye on it. I was giving you shit the whole time. Me like, I picked the Colts. The Colts are up 27 nothing, 21 nothing. Like, every time it was like, hey, man, check it out. Saturday on Saturday, he's whooping your ass. And then the next thing we know... We're watching this game <laughs> like on our phone trying to figure out what, what just happened. How is this even possible to see the conclusion of it and to all have it happen? Are you more impressed by the Colts having the lead or, or more impressed by the Vikings coming back with the lead? I still have zero respect for either of these teams. This is a a one-of-one one disaster. The amount of things that had to go wrong, the Colts just hand off. You could have just taken a knee again every single down and you probably win this game and it's not even close. There's the Matt Matty Ice Association in all of this of being the second second largest lead. So now he's blown the largest playoff game lead. He's blown the largest Super Bowl lead, and now he's blown the largest regular season lead. All on a on a very moderately successful career too. It's just to have that tagged onto your resume is, is very unforgettable to me. I'm not impressed by the Vikings in any way. I can't believe the Colts blew this. Is this a coaching situation here again? Is this a the Vikings are clearly a better team than the Colts, and it was just a matter of time before it clicked? What 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 is this? I I, I can't really explain it because it, it doesn't make sense to me. It's it's very much like the Belichick coaching at the end of that game where it doesn't make sense. These guys are professionals. There generally isn't a scenario where something like this happens. This is a high school screw up here where a flip switches or something happens or your best player gets hurt and nothing's ever the same again. None of it makes any sense. What are you more impressed by, the Vikings comeback or just the Colts being up early? I mean, I mean, the Vikings are, are allegedly a good team. Coming into this week, they're eleven and two, or no, no, they're ten and three. They're ten and three coming into this week. So, 
You're up 33 nothing against a team that has 10 wins. That's pretty good. What do you think? You do have to play the whole the whole game. Uh, I, I think you're saying it doesn't make any sense. I think it definitely makes sense. Uh, the, the Vikings are magic this year. That's just the only thing. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the answer. Uh, they just do this every week. Uh, I, you know, you want to say, oh, like, how long can this continue? But I, somehow, and I, I think it's magic. I think a lot of other teams, you go down even 17 nothing in the first quarter. You're done. You know, just, all right, well, we, don't, we don't want to have it this week. Let's pack it up. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll be fine with their, with their seating. They're, they're still going to make the playoffs. No, no problem. But they decided, well, I don't know. Well, let's see what happens. And no, no, we'll go down 33 nothing at the half. Hey, you know what? Now, now let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can uh, make some moves here. 30, to give up a 33-point comeback is still astonishing to me. Dude, we watched it Sunday morning. Like you said, we were out and about, so we were kind of watching it. And I was thinking, all right, this has got to be something like when the Patriots came back in the Super Bowl where everything that had to go right for the Patriots went right and everything that had to go wrong for the Falcons went wrong. Of you know, Not only do we need a sack, we need a sack of you know, deeper than 10 yards to get them out of field goal range or else none of this happens. That wasn't even the case. Kirk Cousins throws an interception. They weren't even close to perfect. No, just bad, bad opportunity after bad opportunity. It's it's probably most impressive of just giving up thirty three points in in a quarter alone. It's it's such an absurd amount. All right. Also, there was plenty of other exciting games. It's just more of that doesn't happen every week. That's probably never going to happen again. Because Matt Ryan is going to retire eventually, and no one's ever going to give up a lead like this ever again. Is that safe to say? I think you're putting way too much of this on 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 Matt Ryan. I no, no. agree with both with both collapses. It, it, you know, it is him, and you know the offensive coordinator slash the play caller of, hey, how about we make sure we run more time? Let's not you know hike the ball until we get to you know two seconds on the on the play clock. But he doesn't play on the defensive side. Like you're you're right about the defensive side of it, but it's also you get three first downs, the game's over. Well, I, I, but I think some of it too is you put up 33 points in the first half, you feel like you're rolling. I, I mean, if you're especially if you're a professional athlete, to then go and say, "Hey, let's just try to milk this, and you know, hopefully we can win." You're thinking, "I just put up 30 plus points in a half on an NFL team." No, give me the ball. I'm gonna keep doing it. We're gonna put up 60. Let's go. I would have taken a knee every single time. What is this team playing for? We would all laughed at him taking knees throughout the game, but we're laughing at him way more now because he didn't do that. You can't, you can't take knees. It's just you can just run can't. the ball for a loss every single time and be better off than what they did. Well, they Taylor got hurt, and it just came out earlier today that he's going on the IR, so he's he's done for the year. So I just wonder if there was something to go with that. You would for sure think an NFL team has got a reliable backup, if not multiple backups but i wonder if there was something there that was they just didn't feel comfortable running the ball without their without their starter all right well the vikings end up coming back as we said final score ends up being 39 to 36 some points getting added up there that's uh that's a freaking fantasy chaos just just whole chaos i was going against the vikings and they didn't have a lot of points early on and then man did they finish strong that was incredibly disappointing uh, another close game here bills Dolphins. These are the teams. Everyone's kind of had circles right now. Dolphins in a bit of a tailspin. They come up just short, yet I feel like everyone I've heard talk about this game has been encouraged by the Dolphins. Do they, does everyone know they didn't win? Like, almost winning is, is cool. Like, all right, you're not a bad team, but they're, they're what is this, their third, fourth loss in a row now? This is, we're going the wrong way. <laughs> we're not, so uh, you could be encouraged that Tua and Waddle and Hill and all that kind of got their they're act together for a little bit here, but you still didn't beat a team that you're going to have to beat if you want to go somewhere. I'm st I still think the Dolphins are for sure capable of competing, but if anything, this is more of the Bills just taking care of business. A anything, anything more to add there? I mean, what, what, what did you think was going on here? Do you think like is uh, just definitely down down the stretch where when you're a good team, you're down eight in the fourth, no panic, just okay, let's go in, let's score, let's get the two point conversion, and. We still got time. Went down the field. Perfect timing of it's a field goal. Uh, and you're either going to make the field goal and win or you're going to miss the field goal and go to overtime. Just like the perfect way to, to end a game.
very smart clock management where where these teams a lot of these teams it's not just this team a lot of teams were able to get field goals with seconds left and there's only one team that i know over the past weekend that chose to just let that clock run for a little bit here can we talk about what was going on at the end of the jets game i haven't heard a lot of people talk about this what they they, they just let an extra 30 seconds just spin off for for no reason at all thinking well, we're definitely going to score, so we don't want to give the other team a little, a little bit of time. I understand that strategy, and I've seen all of these teams, you know, Mahomes and Josh Allen specifically, just come kind of come back with 45 seconds to get a field goal. But if you're the Jets, like, why why are we? I, I just discouraged by discouraged by playing that way. Uh, you had a chance; they they kind of blew all that. So I, I it, it's just it seems like all this stuff should be common knowledge. Like when you apply to a head coaching job, that this is. Have you played Madden before? Have you called timeout at the right time? Do you know how many timeouts you have? Do you know the score of the game at the end of the game so that you don't lateral to the other team accidentally? Like, is there... Should we start asking better questions? Like, maybe we're overanalyzing all of the podcasting here. We should just go right back to the basics. It's just backyard football 101. Do you know the score? Can, can you do smart plays? And can you not get penalties? Maybe uh, the the Kyler Murray homework thing wasn't the, uh, the the craziest thing in the world. Maybe all all the guys should be having homework, even if it is just playing Madden. The only bright side to the Jets being silly was that I did pick Detroit. Detroit's on a bit of a hot streak here. They only got twenty points this past week, so not uh, not exactly their typical normal scoring, but they're very much alive. And I I think they couldn't be more upset at the Indianapolis Colts for blowing that lead. They they need a, I think they're gonna need a little help from the Vikings if they want to have a chance here. They're seven and seven in Detroit which is a hell of a comeback. I think they've won the last six six games. I think they were one and six. I think they've gone six and one over the last seven, something like that. I don't, either way. Something like that, yeah. Either way, a very, very impressive comeback of a team that, you know, I'm looking at the Rams right now and their quarterback situation where Stafford's not even playing, and when he did play, it didn't look great. And I'm kind of looking at the development of golf here. There, you know, there's some, some wide receivers here that just playing a little, playing a little frisky. Amon Brown. See a little shark out there. They got two awesome running backs. You know, watch out. This this Detroit team, dare I say, could be a sneaky playoff team if they get in. This team's capable of putting up points, which in a playoff game, that becomes incredibly hard, and maybe their defense isn't nearly sophisticated enough to win a round, but I think there's something to be said about having a team that can put up points. As a Patriot fan right now, I can tell you that we're far less threatening because we can't put up points. We struggle with that, and we're not the only team that does that. The Jets struggle with that. You know, quarterback situation aside, Detroit puts up points, and, and I think that's something to applaud right now. I, I, I hope they get in. I'm curious to see what could happen. The whole NFC seems so wide open to me. Look, we could we could talk about Tampa Bay all you want. <laughs> they look great for a half, but man, did that coin flip? Ooh, what was that boy. seventeen nothing up on on Cincinnati? And I'm I'm kind of like, well, uh, we felt it happening a little bit. We knew it was kind of capable of Tom doing these just excellent, perfectly executed drives, just looking sharp, looking great. I've seen I've seen this start before. What I haven't seen is the opposite of that coin, where it's like, oh, this, no, nothing's working anymore. Whatever worked earlier, nothing works. The wheels just absolutely fell off. Completely collapsed. I think this is by far the worst I've ever seen Brady play, and that was with the lead too. There was a lot of teams with leads just struggling this past week. Maybe maybe there's something in the water this past week. I, I can't I can't explain it entirely. I think we need to credit Cincinnati on this one. Are you buying into the the Joe Burrow and and Cincy on this? I mean. Tampa could just be a bad oh, team, right? We've, we've, we've been saying good things about Joey uh, and and the, the Bengals for like a month now. And we've been saying like uh, the Bucks don't look so hot. Well, why did you pick the Bucks this past week then? Oh, because I, I thought I thought Tom was ready to go. You know, I gotta I gotta create some 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 differences. You are you are behind right now. Let's just uh, get a little update on the leaderboard here. I I think. Did I increase my lead this past week? That is false. Uh, I told you last week what my plan was, and my plan was I just had to get two wins on you every week, and then I would win. And so that's what I did, is I won two more games than you did. So I am only down four now, and there are, I believe, three weeks left in the season. So right on schedule, just like I planned it. Right on schedule. I lost some tough ones here. First of all, I picked Indianapolis, which was absurd. I don't think I, yeah, you I, took a victory lap uh, quite a few times on that one. 
But I Can you blame me? Can you blame me? Thirty-three to nothing. Can you blame me? Oh, he was so guys. He was so happy. He was so giddy. He was more excited about that than I think anything else this whole weekend. I was yelling Saturday on Saturday all Saturday oh, he was until so the excited. end. It, it was because it, all right because I I. I Refused to buy into this Minnesota team, and if anything, this proved my case to not buy into the Minnesota team. All right, this is this is not this is any other team that get out, go up thirty three nothing. You're not coming back against them. It's impossible. It it shouldn't be possible. So for me, I I thought I didn't think the impossible was going to happen. The impossible happened. I I didn't think Matt Ryan could never do this. happened before. I didn't think Matt Ryan could do this twice in his career. I just didn't think he physically would allow it. All right, he's he's managed to win some games this year alone. And I, I just think, I just thought he was too good to do it. I, I didn't, I didn't think he was capable of it. And apparently, I, I was so wrong. I didn't think losing Jonathan Taylor with a thirty-three point lead would, would be, just the end of, end of the world. Like, just suddenly, nothing works anymore. We're not going to score. We're going to get three more points the rest of the game, and that's it. Complete, complete flip flop. So I, I felt good about that one. I missed on that one by three. I missed on Atlanta. I picked Atlanta at New Orleans. That one ends eighteen twenty one. Not a pretty ending on that. Uh, uh, Ritter is, I, you know what? I, is it a name we might not ever have to say very, very much longer? I, I I wasn't very impressed with that. I also missed out on the Dallas <laughs> at Jacksonville fiasco, which that one ends back and forth. What do we end up? Well, I think we actually do go to overtime, and this ends in a pick yep. six. A pick six to the house. Man, what a what a crazy game. What a crazy week of football. Just all these games feel like they ended in a in just a wild way against all odds too. A lot of lot of tight games. A lot of tight games and a lot of uh, big turnovers. Uh the uh Cowboys were up big. Yeah, should we I'm still not ready to just bow down to Trevor Lawrence either here. Like he has these moments where he looks great, but there's also moments where it's it's not working and I I I feel like it's his fault. Is that is that a fair assessment or are we should we be mocking Dallas a little bit more on the on losing this game to Jacksonville, who's been so inconsistent? Well, that's where when when the, when the Jaguars are good, it, it's like how does this team lose to other teams? But then when they're bad, it just it's like how how does this team have any wins this year? It just it, it, they're never kind of I don't think like average. They're either above average or below average, and you don't know what you're gonna get. Well, the wild part is is that they are now six and eight. They are what one game back of the Titans, who are seven and seven. Uh, luckily, well, actually, I don't know if they're lucky. Uh, Titans have lost the last four. Tannehill goes out. He looks like he's broken his ankle entirely and somehow managed to come back. Which they're lucky he came back because they they, they didn't really have a solution without him. So I, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. But chances of Jacksonville really doing this, I, I kind of circled Detroit as the team I thought could sneak in by the end of the year, but they're right there. And they'll probably what are they going to play the Colts again? I imagine, or they'll play the Texans again. Yeah, they, all right. So they're going to play Jacksonville is going to play the Jets this week on Thursday, on a short week, which will probably benefit them. They are going to play the Texans after that, and they're going to play the Titans on the last game of the year. Does that sound right? Yeah. All right. So uh, the, I don't have the schedule up in front of me. Yeah, we got three more weeks, right? Yeah, three more weeks. So yeah, it'll be yeah, the Jets, yeah. Titans. It'll be the Jets, Texans, and Titans. So it's all there. They win the next two. It'll, it'll be interesting. And then they'll probably face off the Titans for probably all the marbles right there in the last game of the year. That'll be fun. Chances do you think they're going to do it, or are you going to bet in on the on the Titans here? I, I think Vrabel, he's a steady hand. I, I think he wins this. But, you know, crazy. All the everything you think you know, you could throw out after this past week. <laughs> the, the Patriots lost. The, the Dallas lost. The... The, the, the Bucks going up seventeen nothing, and then suddenly losing thirty three to seventeen like that. That happened. Is it? Is this going to happen too? Is this, is this the right logic? Should we be betting on the Jaguars? I'm not. No, you'd rather the Texans? Or, I mean, the Titans? No, Patriots. We're not. Patriots and Titans are seven and seven. And right, the, but the Jaguars are one game below that. Okay, but the Titans. And Jaguars are fighting for their division, and one of them will win the division, and one of them will guarantee to get in. Versus, you're worried about two of these teams getting in. Is that even possible? We also got to the Chargers are involved in this, so who knows what's going to happen? We're not making the play. Why do you want to make the playoffs? Why do you want to get embarrassed in the first round where we don't even get a first down again? What is that going to benefit us? The playoffs are fun. 
not going to be fun for us. We're not a good team. You got to make the playoffs before you can make noise in the playoffs. All right. Speaking of a team that's actually going to make the playoffs, Kansas City beats the, the Houston Texans 30-20. to 20. This was not an easy one. This was – we're going to make you sweat. We're, we're going to test the – do they just like practicing late-game stuff, Kansas City? Because it seems like they have to have close games. They can't just take care of business the entire time. The Texans just showing up two weeks in a row. I, I picked Kansas City, and that's the way it ended up. But I just thought, all right, Texas used all their we're a terrible team magic, and that they, you know that, that's gone. But two weeks in a row, just you know, not getting the win, but really playing a team close. All right, we're two gonna, monster lines. Any, uh, any other game you kind of want to get into here? I, I want to talk about the Hurts injury and then get into our picks. I mean, there's a ton of close games. We can get into all of them. There's, there's so many highlights of the boneheaded moves we already talked about that we could, like, we yeah. could talk Chargers text, uh, t- Chargers Titans. That sure, you know, you want to bow down to Herbert and say he's your guy. That's fine. How many points do they have? Seventeen again. Like this guy's so good. How come they don't put up points? Who are you comparing him to? Well, how about all the other teams this week? All right, the Colts had thirty-six points. Dolphins had twenty-nine and a loss. Saints and Falcons had eighteen. I'd, I'd take 17 in a in a win over 30 plus in a loss every time. I I just I guess I'm over, I'm tired of kind of hearing the the Herbert love in all, in all of this fest. And it's this team's not I feel winning. Like I haven't heard that much at all. I heard a whole bunch of stuff this past week. Everyone's talking about how you know if they could have anyone and he'd be the guy. There's been so many quarterback struggles across the whole league. I, I mean, sure, that's fine. All right, all right, nothing there. All right, hurts is hurt. I wish you could have been hurt. I mean, I don't wish injury upon anybody, but as my fantasy season ended this past week because Hertz had 40-plus points in fantasy, and now he's not going to play the next week and potentially could be injured even farther than that with a shoulder injury, this really opens up the NFC entirely. You want to talk about your storybook ending for Tom Brady? I think the door just opened even more. I have no idea how it's going to happen, but I can't imagine who this is benefiting more than the Buccaneers at this point. I mean, maybe, maybe the maybe the Niners. You want you want to buy into some Purdy right now? He's looking great. Defense looks sharp over there. But with this this Hurts injury, who who's who's benefiting the most from all this? Well, they played the Cowboys this week, so I'm thinking the Cowboys the most. They haven't officially ruled him out, which makes me think he's definitely going to be out this week. But maybe it's not too bad. Uh, the, the, the winner, you mentioned fantasy just real briefly. Uh, I mean, Hertz has been one of those guys that way exceeded his expectations for the year. So there's been a whole bunch of teams that have just, you know, had maybe average teams, but had Hertz on the team and have just been riding it. And all of a sudden, now that it's fantasy playoffs, they got to be absolutely panicking. Um, but for the, uh, the Eagles, Eagles have been good. I mean, for sure, Hertz has done a lot, but I don't think it's just immediately, you know, the wheels fall off. There, This is no good. Do you know who... Uh, Hertz's uh, backup is no, but I can't imagine their backup being nearly as creative as Hertz is. Oh well, hold on, hold on. Do you want me to tell you who it is, or would you like me to describe him? How long has he been in the league? Like, I actually have a shot at this. You got a shot at it. I, I don't. Uh, I should have prepared go, this a little I was better. Say, what, he, what, are you gonna, what are you going to describe him as? Like, where's the size he's 10? Been, he's been he, around. He's got long he's been hair. Around. Like, what, I, he's we, been around. He's he's fun. Uh, he's been known in the, uh, in the summer to, uh, oh my God, is drive, it, oh uh, my God. It's, it's, it's Gardner Minshew, isn't it? Oh my God. They're going to be fine. You're right. I'm all Minchu-mania. in on this. This is the Minshew. Yeah. This is where Minshew wins the, this is the Nick Foles season right now. Where, where Foles Jalen just... Hurts might be, he might be done. His career might be over in, uh, in Philadelphia. Oh man. I forgot Minshew signed that. I remember being that like such an underrated move earlier in the year being like, why doesn't anyone else want this guy? Yeah, no, all right, you're yeah, right. So I'm, he's just been sitting. He's been sitting all year, just waiting, just waiting. Just let let me let me run, let right. me go. I'm I, sure he's got a glorious mustache right now, and he's ready to go. I take it all back. He's he's exactly the type of backup that I didn't think they had. Right. He's exactly the type. Is you know the the Huntley thing in 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 Baltimore. I know that's not looking great, but I think last year they were like, we need a poor man Lamar. Otherwise, you know, we can't just have Joe Flacco as the backup and expect to run the same offense. It doesn't it doesn't work. I think with Minshew, you could you can still run a lot of the same stuff. I think he's going to move. I think he can find some targets. I think if anything, <laughs> I'm not going to say he's going to be better, but like said, this team's been whooping ass on a lot of guys, and it, it, he's not that far of a drop off. I 
I, I like. I don't think I I've ever this. turned you around on a uh, on a take so fast. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know who it was. I really assumed it was someone else. I, I don't know why in my mind I assumed it was like Carson Wentz or something. I, I know he's not on that team still, but it, it felt like is it going to be Nick Foles again? Is that I, I assumed it was something. <laughs> I just assumed it wasn't something ideal where they're so all in on Hurts that they wouldn't have bothered, you know, to kind of handicap that. But that's an excellent handicap. I do remember when they made that move. All right, I feel a little bit better about that. That is so. That's definitely going to alter some uh, some choices here coming up. All right, you ready to do some picks? I am ready. All right, so I I, uh, I got a little bit of a lead on you still here. So you're you're, you're just trying to get two correct on me a week. Uh, let, let's see which ones they're going to be. All right, Thursday night here, Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Jets. Can you feel? Can you feel good about betting on Jacksonville on the road? Because I can't. I'll take the Jets at home and. I'm just hoping home field matters and maybe it's freezing cold and that, you know, warm, warm Jackson, warm weather Jacksonville just, just doesn't have it. Uh, maybe, maybe Mike White plays with some broken ribs and that's probably better than, than what Zach Wilson's going to do, but we'll see. I mean, if Lawrence, if, if Lawrence is going to have one of those good games, they totally can win this game. But I, out of all the consistency between these two teams, I think the most consistent is the Jets defense and hopefully that'll be enough at home. I'll take the Jets at home. They are seven and seven. Jacksonville is six and eight. So it's kind of a critical game for both of these teams. Who you got? I am going with the Jaguars. Perfect. This will oh, be uh, all right. just one, one to uh, you know be able to get you know inch, inch my lead a little bit closer. Uh, mentioned uh, fantasy a little bit earlier. Uh, I had Lamar Jackson who got hurt. I picked up Trevor Lawrence for the past two weeks, and he has been killing it. And so I'm just kind of putting all of my eggs in one basket, and it's going to be the Jaguars basket. And I'm just hoping for the best, just hoping to hold on to the very end here. It's possible. They've they've had games. This could easily be one of those games where they don't score at all, and suddenly they forget how to play football, and Lawrence is just not taking care of the ball. And, and who knows? Defensively, they're a very weird team, too, where they, they have some some playmakers and some turnovers happening every now and then, and perhaps the Jets I will reward them. I can see this being them. a really ugly, sloppy uh, Thursday night game where both sides are just throwing the ball away, but I'm just kind of going with – Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than any of the quarterbacks the Jets have on the roster. He might even be better if you put all three of them, like you melded them together uh, right now. So that that's where I just feel a little better on that side. Maybe. I, I don't think Lawrence is better than the Jets defense. I think the Jets defense ranks higher throughout that's the true. league than Lawrence would as a quarterback ranking. E- either way, it should be, should be a good game. It should be a critical game for both teams. I don't advertise a lot of Thursdays, and I'm not saying this is going to be a sexy game, but I think there's going to be some, some – Crazy stuff's gonna happen here. Some wild turnovers, some some high point scoring, and, and maybe maybe a good game can possibly happen over here. Amazon Thursdays have been a little rough. This this is a big game now. We're getting towards the end of the year. Only three weeks left here. This should hopefully be a good Thursday game. All right, next one: Buffalo Bills at the Chicago Bears. I'll take the Bills. Fields Fields is fun, but I don't. I, there's no way they're gonna beat the Bills. I, I this could be a complete snowstorm and it won't matter because they're playing the Bills and it's in Chicago. It won't make any difference to anyone. Uh, n- not a whole lot of an argument here. I'll take the Bills. Who you got? I am also going with the Bills. Uh, definitely check those uh, those weather forecasts. I don't think there's necessarily too much of uh, precipitation, but there are a handful of these games, and this is one of them that the uh, the the temperature at kickoff is supposed to be just real brisk. So. I don't know, just 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 a fun thing to to take a look at, as well as uh, most of the games this week are on Saturday because Christmas is on Sunday. So just when you're making your plans and looking at these, uh, the, the 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 times look normal, but you know the days might be a little 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 weird for you. Yeah, make sure you have your lineup set for fantasy, as well as uh, I like the weather. I don't let it affect me too too much. I do let it affect my kicker. So if you do have a choice, you got a little flexibility with there. Maybe stay away from cold weather. This is kind of a weird one, though, where it, it could be such a cold weather where it's only kickers and you, you could get like a 9-9 game and that's not the worst kicking way. But it, it could also be a disaster where the wind's go cooking so much and you can't even kick anything and the kicker just gets benched the whole game. Uh, j- just a heads up for that. You know, these games for fantasy, super critical. I imagine they're in the playoffs now. If you're fortunate enough to advance, goddamn good luck. I, you, know, you know what the worst thing is? I didn't even have that bad of a fantasy. So I get in. I'm 9-3 in one league. I'm 7-7. Seven and seven in two leagues and I'm under 500 in one league and the one league I'm under in 500. It, it just like, it all went wrong. All, all the injuries just, just added up way, way too much high draft picks out for most of the year. Didn't keep that great of a guy either way though. Three out of four, not too bad. 
I only got into the playoffs in one of them, though. I seven and seven, and I couldn't get in in either. That's a rough way to end. That's a shout out to the tight competition in the league because there was a lot of other seven and seven guys that I just lost tiebreakers to, and it, it's comes down to every week. Game of inches, right? Is that what it's? Is that what it's all about? Yep, sure all right. is. All right, next game: New Orleans Saints at the Cleveland Browns. I think Cleveland at some point is going to want Watson and this team to just just click. Whether we're still alive or not in this playoff hunt, who knows? But we need to play better. We've invested so much into this. This team needs to just connect some wins. This is a winnable game against New Orleans Saints, who I assume are not trying to win anymore, or at least aren't capable of winning. So I, I'm I'm going to have a little home love for Cleveland. I picked a lot of road games last week. I think that's what you took the advantage of. I'm going with the home teams this week. Who you got? I'm also going with the Browns. I. Sooner or later, I just think that Watson's got to at least show show something. And the Saints still have a chance to make the playoffs, uh, but I just don't think they're a very good team. And just, I, I, I mean, it's easy to say with, with with the record and, you know, they're running Andy Dalton out there. So, yeah, just give me the Browns. All right, next game, Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. All right, I'm going to say this, and this is going to have, like, this probably isn't going to mean anything, but I'm going to try to make it mean as, as much as possible. This is the best 1-12-1 team ever. In Houston Texans, <laughs> this is the greatest one team in ever. This team is pushing. They pushed Kansas City to the brink. They pushed other teams to the brink this year. Granted, they never actually close on that. But if you're betting on this, I think you could confidently say this could be a tight game. Even if, especially if Tannehill's iffy or out or whatever that ends up being. I didn't think Malik Willis looked great at all for Tennessee. And this 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 Texas team, they don't they don't they don't know how to win the game. But they they stay very very competitive throughout it. This could be. This could be one they steal. This is a critical game for Tennessee as well. I mentioned how important it was for Jacksonville. They're going to be 7-7 seven and seven as well. This is this should be a win. All right? I promise you they've marked this on the schedule where we should get one on this. If they don't get it, man, who knows? That would be a terrible way to go out on the season, essentially. Blowing this to Houston, I don't want it to happen, and I hope it doesn't happen. But, man, I, I will give you a ton of credit if you pick Houston. Uh, I'll take Tennessee. Who you got? I am also going with the Titans. Uh, the Houston, yeah, like I said, they, they took two teams close, didn't actually win. And I think that they're the type of team. They're just going to play to whatever competition that they have. And the Titans will just, you know, will, they'll, they'll take care of business. All right. Pure assessment over the last two weeks, though. I think the Houston Texans were a better team than the Titans the last two weeks. Just, just, just going in. I, I, that might not mean anything. And then record wise, that clearly doesn't add up. But of recent, I just thought the Texans have been sneaky, man. This is watch out. When you play like that, you, you become unsneaky. People become <laughs> you know, well aware of you, and they, they show up and say, okay, we, we got to bring bring our A game here. Week 15 trap game. You know, we're, we're, yeah, we're, look out. Well, for the, I'm still nominating them as the greatest one-win team ever. <laughs> they might not win another game this year, but I still think they're better than like a lot of other one-win teams that have finished years. All right, next game, Seattle Seahawks at the Kansas City Chiefs. I, as much as I want to love Seattle, and I, I have crowned them as a great team earlier this season, this defense is bad. This defense can't stop anything. I think they may even bordering worse than Detroit's defense, who just tries to give up points. This is the wrong team to have a bad defense against. Kansas City has been in and out of a funk. I don't know what to credit Houston on last week, but I imagine this week this is going to be the matchup they've been dreaming for. High points for Kansas City. If you have Kansas City for fantasy, well, congratulations, because it's whatever for you. All right, I'll take KC. Who you got? Give me Kansas City. Yeah, Seattle is just very much trending in the in the wrong, wrong direction. All right, Zach, I got a proposal. Next game here, New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. Can we call a tie? Can we can we make this happen? Because do you really confidently want to pick either of these teams? Giants eight oh, yeah, five absolutely. and one. Minnesota. I confidently picked the Vikings. I told you they're Magic. Why would you not pick them? Are you going to pick against Magic? I, when I, is Magic now? When is Magic lost? You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> right, yeah. Harry, undefeated. I did pick Minnesota as well. I don't feel good about it. I can't believe the Giants won this past week. I really wanted the Commanders to do it, and if they hadn't lost to the referees as well, they might have had a shot. But you know, that's that's the way football is sometimes, and. They could have done a lot of other things to win that game as well. It's not like the Giants dominated. There were there was opportunities, but I'll take Minnesota at home. I, I, I this team's not good, but neither are the Giants either, right? Like this is the two fake news teams playing each other. I, I it just seems silly that somehow one of us is gonna be right, one of us could be wrong in this matchup. Uh, but we'll, we'll go both go Minnesota though, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm not I'm not picking against Magic. 
not picking against Magic, right? Maybe that, I hope that picks up. I hope that's the trend. I hope we start seeing, the, you know, rather than skulls, we start seeing like wizards and shit. And just <laughs> <laughs> me, me, medieval stuff. All right, uh, next game. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals at the New England Patriots. Bengals are 10 and 4, cooking after last week. Burrow is certainly in a groove right now. The Patriots, man, even even if we'd won last week, I, I don't know if I would have felt great about facing one of the hottest teams in the league right now. The way it ended last week, we can obviously play better, and I do think the Patriots will play better, but I don't think we can possibly play good enough to beat this team. It's a big game for us, 7-7. Seven and seven. This is make-or-break time. If we want to go somewhere, this is a critical game at home. I'm picking the Bengals on the road. I don't feel good about it. I, you're you're going to go with the homer, man, and I, I hope you get a point on me. I hope the Pats just play better, and I just hope they don't break my heart at the end of the game like that again. As long as they don't do that, by all means, you can have the point. Go ahead, pick your Patriots. Is that is, who, you, who you got? You going with them? Give me the Patriots. Uh, they have the best coach uh, in the history of the NFL. He's going to have these guys. They're going to have a, a rough week of practice, and they're going to very much be locked in. Uh, the Bengals are good, but they're not some sort of juggernaut that's unbeatable. And they're they're coming to Foxborough. It's going to be cold. It's right before Christmas, and I think the Bengals, you know, they might be a little distracted by uh, Santa Claus coming. Saturday, one o'clock. All right, just just a heads up over there. Plan accordingly. All right, next game: Detroit Lions at the Carolina Panthers. I'm taking Detroit. I, I you could talk. I don't even want to talk about the Panthers. They're they're a very weird team. Where this, I'm not. The, the, they're going to cost you money. Stop stop looking at the Panthers as like this golden child opportunity. It's not there. It's Detroit. That's the team you want. They're headed in the right direction. They're going to score a lot of points this week. I'll take Detroit on the road. Who you got? Give me Detroit. I think they actually might be a, a little bit good at football, and the Carolina Panthers have showed me that they're, they're, they're not. Right. Foreman killed me this week. <laughs> me too. Next game, Atlanta Falcons at the Baltimore Ravens. Now, there, there's a bit of a contingency here I'm I'm assuming Lamar is not going to play they haven't I don't think they've ruled him out yet either but I think he's doubtful he did not practice today or yesterday but you're correct that he has not been ruled out yet Baltimore's been a disaster they even with Lamar this wasn't looking great it's been a couple weeks right now this ship's got holes in it on the on the other side of that though I'm supposed to be confident say like this Ritter guy is gonna is gonna get together his, his act and he's gonna play a lot better and that they have enough to do this. I'll I'll take Baltimore at home. I I think even without Lamar, there's a little bit more there. I don't think Ritter is, is quite ready for all of this. I'm I was just so disappointed with Ritter because I thought Mariota was so bad that just any change for the sake of change was gonna be an improvement for Atlanta, and, and it just wasn't. And I don't think this is the greatest week for him to bounce back week two in Baltimore. Uh, I'll take Baltimore shaky at home, but I, I don't feel good about it. If Lamar comes back, I feel a lot better. But until then, this is this is sketchy. I'll take Baltimore at home. Who you got? Give me the Ravens. Falcons could even beat the Saints, and there's the odd chance that Lamar might actually play. All right, next game, Washington Commanders at the San Francisco 49ers. I'll take Brock Purdy at home. I, I want the Commanders to, to still have an active chance in this, and Philly losing Hurts could potentially mean a little bit for them, but... The Niners, the Niners are the team to beat. That defense is awesome. That defense is going to destroy. Heineke will be lucky if he finishes this game. He's going to get sacked so many times. I'll take the Niners at home. Who you got? Give me the Niners. Yeah, McCaffrey uh, getting get a little friendly over there, right? They're, they're starting, to, starting to click a little bit. That's looking a lot better. Yep. Uh, yep. But next game, big one here. Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Philly is 11 and, or 13 and 1. Dallas is 10 and 4 possibly not going to face Hurts, even though they haven't ruled him out. It seems like he's not going to play, or even if he does play, he may be a little limited to some degree. That being said, Dallas just lost to Jacksonville, and we could talk all you want about Trevor Lawrence. That's a game that a 10-4 and team should have won, or 10-3 and team should have won. This is set up for them as a golden opportunity to catch a game on this and to really make a shot at you know possibly taking the division back. A lot of things got to go right for them, and everything's got to go wrong for Philly. I think I think Dallas is going to have a shot at home. I think they're going to be fired up for this game. I'm not entirely convinced they're the better team, but if they were going to be the better team, it would be in a matchup where Hurts doesn't play or Hurts is less than 100%. So this is best opportunity for the Cowboys. It's the only reason I'm picking them. If Hurts comes back healthy, though, 
man, this is an eagle one. Eagles for me all day. But uh, th- I think it's just a good a golden opportunity for the Cowboys that they shouldn't blow and that they won't blow. Who you got? Yep, give me the Cowboys at home with no hurts. Nice. Even though all we said was nice, thing, nice things about uh, Minshew Mania. Yeah, I mean, I love I love Minshew too. Like I I, I want to do it, but I'm just thinking they're, they're they're 13 and one. If they lose, even if they lose two, they're still way they're still so far ahead of everybody else. I don't even think they can be caught. Yeah, I I also I think there could be something to be said where we don't want to show too much either. Let's see some Minshew magic for for another week. This doesn't seem like the the week to use all that up. Like you're thirteen and one, you could sacrifice a game. I don't know. I'm not saying sacrifice a game, but you don't have to go all in on this one and be like, you know, force Minshew to try to do everything. Who knows though? Minshew could come out and be phenomenal right now. This could be the opportunity for him to get a contract somewhere else next year, and 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 who knows where that leads? There's going to be a lot of open quarterback vacancies. I'm assuming next year we can already name a whole bunch. And, and Minshew may fit that that bill. So perhaps he shows up. This would be a hell of a game to show up to beat up the Cowboys. You know, that's the one that's going to get you the most attention. Tons of eyeballs on this one. So I'll be I'll be rooting for Minshew, but I, I just think Cowboys, if they were going to win the game, if there was going to be an opportunity for them, th- this is as good as it's going to get. So I, I think they got to go with them on that one. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, I, I don't I'm, the, the Raiders have upset me so much from the past week that I, I just refuse to pick them. I don't have a whole lot of reason to pick Pittsburgh here, but I, I we should have the Patriots are not a good team and we should have beat the Raiders last week. So I'm just going to say that the Raiders are still going to continue to be a bad team and that Pittsburgh won't do the dumb boneheaded mistake at the end of the game that we did and they'll they'll get the job done. So I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh at home. Who you got? I also have the Steelers. Kenny Pickett's coming back. They're going to have to play in the cold. It's not cold in Las Vegas, so give me the Steelers. All right. Green Bay Packers at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins 8-6. and six. A little bit of a slide here. This is kind of a big game for them. I think they should beat up the Packers. Hopefully they can put up some points at home. Uh, yeah, I'll take, the, I'll take Miami at home. Who you got? I'm going with the Dolphins. This is my lock of the week. Green Bay going to have to come from where they just played, where you could tell it was really cold out, short week. Uh, Dolphins finally get to play where it's not freezing cold. And I I feel like the Patriots always ran into this when they went down to Miami and it's hot and you're just not ready for it. Uh, Who knows? Miami, Miami needs to win as well. Like this, this is, this is a week for them. (laughs) They want to have an opportunity here. They want to not get caught up by the Patriots or the Jets. Like this is, this is it. They had that lead earlier in the year and then it's kind of shrunk down to nothing at this point. All right, next game, Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Rams. This is like the 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 Raiders Steelers game where it's like give me the sexy attractiveness of either of these teams like give me the reason why dude, you think that dude, team can win. Dude, this is perfect. This is absolutely perfect. On these two teams, both are eliminated from the playoffs at four thirty on Christmas Day. This is the perfect. Uh, hey, you know what? Now is the perfect time to open presents or to have dinner to say, no, you know what? You know, I, I, I really want to spend time with family. This is really important to me. You know, I can, I can take a little break from watching football and basketball. I'm going to take Denver. I actually think Denver's played better the past couple of weeks. I, you know, I bet on Baker last week. I'm not going to bet on him two weeks in a row. That just seems I, you can't, you can't do that. All right. And I haven't picked Denver all year. If there was a week to pick up, this is going to be the week. I'll go with Denver. I don't feel good about it. I could circle a tie on this game. I could circle on this game not even meaning anything. I don't even know. This shouldn't even be televised. Like, CBS is getting burned on this big time. Another Rams game on primetime. Rough, rough scheduling. Uh, I'll take Denver on the road for no reason other than I haven't really picked them all year, and it feels like they could pull this off. Who you got? Uh, I'm also going with Denver. I think my main reasoning is they need to come up with some sort of momentum to go into next year. Where the Rams, I mean, that would be nice for them as well. They haven't been uh, very successful this year, but they're coming off a Super Bowl, so you can kind of go backwards and go, well, last year we just won the Super Bowl, so you know we're we're, we're fine. Uh, whereas, uh, yeah, Denver, they 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 need something. So yeah, going going with Denver. All right, next game, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Arizona Cardinals. The Buccaneers are six and eight. This is the greatest six and eight team ever. No, I just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't, I think that this is just so critical of a game. I think Brady, as as much of a struggle as it's been all year, I think he's going to take everything in his power that he possibly can to control what he can control, and he's not going to let the season go to waste. They have to win. They have to win a game at some point. 
Arizona's four and ten. This is a game you should win. You have to win. Unless you want to lose the division to Atlanta somehow or whoever hell's up next. I, I, I can't even I can't even imagine I can't even imagine the success story. Like what what if Brady wins the Super Bowl this year? They win the division at five hundred or whatever it ends up being. They host Dallas. They go in. They play an injured Hurts. <laughs> Brock Purdy ends up facing at some point. Like it's just it's it's all mapped out for them right now, and it, it is hinging on them closing out the season without doing boneheaded stuff. Time to get it together. They they had a good first half there. They can just string it together again. Do that all over again without the awful second half where you give up thirty three straight points. So I will buy. I'll buy it on Tampa on the road. It's do or die time. This is it. You you got to get it. I don't care if it's on the road or what. This this is a huge game. I'll take Brady on the road. I I think he's going to do everything he can to win this one. Who you got? Yeah, give me Brady on the road. Despite their record, they are in first in their division. Still need to win some games to make sure that they're in the playoffs. Uh, Arizona Cardinals just got eliminated, uh, so they don't really have anything to play for. So uh, I think Tom will get the job done. All right, last game, Monday night, Los Angeles Chargers at the Indianapolis Colts. You know what? If you want to pick the Colts, by all means, you want to pick the Colts at any – You, I'll give you 10 points every week you pick the Colts correctly from here on. Because after last week, I just – how do you wake up for anything? How do you trust anything anyone's doing? Complete collapse. I'll take the Chargers on the road. I'm going to lock that in as well. Did Saturday lose his job on Saturday after doing an excellent job for, what, 75% of the game and then doing possibly the worst possible job you ever could have done in the last 25%? And now, now we're all questioning you because what if the game ends and they're just up 33, nothing. And we're like, wow, you know, that's, that's not a, that's not a no win here. You know, that's a 10 win team. They just beat up and they beat them huge. Dominant. Dominant. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll take the chargers on the road. Uh, by all means, big, big, uh, big into here, man. Go for it. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with chargers. Uh, Herbert's a uh, really good QB. Uh, the Colts are just, you know, they're still, still throwing Matt Ryan out there. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <sighs> Man, just – and then just after last week, what a hangover from last week. Because if anything, it's like – No you, lead is safe. Just in your mind after last week – How many week, points do they have to go up before they feel confident? Like, yep, nope, now we got them. Well, that, that's really what I'm saying. If you're in Indianapolis, you haven't had the half that successful all year where everything clicked. I think coming into the year, everybody, me included, had, had a little high confidence in this team. First of all, this defense was supposed to be really good. Taylor was supposed to be one of the best running backs in the league, and granted, there were some health situations going on in there. And I think they had a couple, you know, streaky wide receivers that maybe aren't true number one guys, but it's not the worst wide receiver core, you know. But but you know, whatever, whatever. It's just Saturday on Saturday, you really let me down. I I don't think I've ever had my bubble bursted quite as much after talking so much <laughs> shit. You know, I if we go back in time and I don't even say anything, which you have to say if you're gonna pick a ridiculous upset and the upset is up. 33 to nothing. There's no point in picking it unless you're going to talk shit in the middle of it. Like that's the whole, that's the whole reward of all of it. Not even yeah. getting it right. Just enjoying it throughout all of that. <laughs> oh, what a disaster. All right. You want to talk about another disaster a little bit here? Sure. The Celtics are five and five in the last 10. They've lost their last two, specifically the last two were to Orlando who three of the last four. <sighs> not great. Not, not looking good. Our offense is completely tailspinned out. We've flipped from weighing one of the best offenses, most efficient offenses, and one of the best shooting teams to very, very far to the bottom right now the last couple of games. And Tatum doesn't play one of these games. That's probably a little bit to it. We have a funky Al gets thrown out for a game, and Time Lord comes back, and he's in a little bit of some limited minutes going on here. All that being said, we are still second in the East. And I think our biggest problem right now is that there are a lot of other teams that are hot in the East right now. The Bucks are first in the East. They are seven and three in their last 10. The Cavs are third in the East. They are seven and three in their last 10, and they have a four game win streak. Don't look now. The Brooklyn Nets are fourth in the fourth in the East. They're nine and one of their last 10, and they are on a six game win streak. Sixers at fifth, seven and three in the last 10. They're on a five game win streak. The New York Knicks are six in the East. They are eight and two in their last ten on a seven-game win streak. I'm not saying we need to panic in Boston, but you know maybe maybe some other teams are just having a little little you know heat checks right now, and 
we probably should have some heat checks against you know one of the worst teams in the league in Orlando. Whole bunch of talent over there, but you know we're we're, we're this Boston team is prepared to compete with playoff guys. I, I don't know if we're just struggling against young guys that we don't have film against, or if we're just that abysmal of a rebounding team that somebody like Bull Bull can steal a game from us. I, I thought it was just Andre Drummond that could steal games from us rebounding alone, but apparently we have some kryptonite against Orlando here. I'm not hitting the panic button quite yet because I think the solution to all of this is playing Rob and Al and having that backcourt or the, the front, whatever, the, having those big guys play very, very just big because we're very small without them, and the rebounding can hopefully be fixed with that. If I were to make any moves for them, though, I, I do think we need just a body. Like, I need somebody a little bit bigger than Blake that can just rebound. I, I'm i I'm still waiting to see, though. You know, uh, Time Lord's only been back two games, and – the two games we've, we've lost, but I still think there's something encouraged about what he, he's capable of doing and what the team can do with him out there. So I'm not hitting the panic button yet, but uh, what, what, what are you seeing out there? And what, what's going on with these Orlando games? Like how, how are we not doing this? How are we not getting the job done against Orlando? It's, it's just disappointing. You know, we went on our, on our, on our West coast trip. That was a very long West coast trip, a couple of backs to backs and really going all over, all over the country really forcing it uh clippers definitely came out and you know they, they they meant business all of a sudden paul george and Kawhi were playing that, that was kind of a surprise uh made sure the next night stay up for that lakers game which was just weird on both teams uh going up big and then absolutely collapsing uh you mentioned that we went from very good offense to very bad defense or very very bad offense uh it's, we went from like like historically great offense to now bottom three in the league, like over the past like handful of games. Uh, I think some of it, like you said, Tatum was out for a game. Uh, we're incorporating uh, Time Lord. Al was out for for a few games, but you come back from the trip, you think, okay, cool, we're at home, and then blow it twice to Orlando. And I mean, Orlando's got some. Decent younger guys. I mean, they got the number one pick. So, you know, that's good. But they have a ton of injuries right now. Uh, you know, Wendell Carter is out. Uh, Suggs. Jalen Suggs is out. So, it wasn't even like they were they were at full strength and they, they jumped on us. It was uh, it, definitely the game Sunday was pretty close throughout. And I just thought, all right, we're, we're the better team. If, even if it's close, midway through the fourth, we're going to make some moves. We're going to make it happen. And then we even uh, we got a steal down one with the i think it was like teens you know 16 seconds left or so and, and then we couldn't score we couldn't pull it out uh it, you know tatum definitely helps there but you know tatum's not always going to be around so we gotta you know figure out an uh you know what, what, what our solution is when he's not playing actually do you hear why uh tatum wasn't playing i i, I think it was reported as personal reasons i, I don't know what i have i heard there was more of an explanation yeah it was uh uh, Deuce's birthday. I think he's five. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. We can handle Orlando. We're like the best team in the league. No problem. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we'll see how many more birthday days off he gets going forward from now on. <laughs> uh, all right. And uh, also, uh, for more personal reasons, uh, congrats to uh, Al Horford. I believe it was kid number five. That's why he was out. So he had, uh, I think he had an illness, or maybe it just kind of came out as personal reasons and people thought, like, thought it was an illness so then when the news came out that it was uh he, he was having another baby i i was definitely uh happy with that because we've had problems in the past of injuries that just kind of linger and you know kind of get swept under the rug and he's like oh no it's not a big deal and then it's like well it's been two months what's what's, the, what's what's going on so you know hopefully we, we can get the team back together I, I was really thinking this week after last week with time lord being so close to being back it was going to be some really uh you know excited hey Rob Williams is back. Okay, now we got our team. Now we're really getting ready to go. But we've kind of stumbled out of the out, out of the blocks here for the, the the Robert Williams era of 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 this year's Celtics team. All right, two things I want to talk about on the West Coast over here for some West Coast teams. For one, uh, Suns are going to officially be sold. I'm sure we'll get even more details on all of that. It's uh, I, it, well, there's really not a whole lot to talk about. We knew the Starbird thing was happening. We knew he wanted to sell it. It was just a matter of time who he's going to sell to, and if we were going to know the person or know all the parties involved I, I i didn't i don't know a whole lot about the situation here if there's is there really anything super interesting here or is this just like another rich guy buying 
buying something with a ton of money is kind of kind of where I'm at. The, the 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 news coming out is that he's uh, well regarded around the league. Uh, still needs to be voted on, and I think there's like one other thing that needs to happen. But the way it's going, it seems like it's just a formality. So so that seems good, especially with the Sarver situation. And I'm sure they really did their hey, we are looking through all of this. You can't have any skeletons in your closet. But one uh, one little wrinkle, little that, that's kind of fun. He uh, was a walk-on for Michigan State as part of the Spartans' 2000 national championship team. Oh wow! So na- a national champion, you know, a, a walk-on, but you, you get the ring. You still get to wear it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. There you go. The other team I wanted to talk about, and I bet you didn't have this one circled on here. I want to talk about the Thunder. Shea Gilchrist Alexander. I, I don't think we truly get a chance to talk about him mostly because this team is what what are they the 13 and 18 they are 13th in the west but that that game winner the other night it was just such an awesome move I love the way he plays if you get a chance to watch this team or watch this guy there's like I, I almost just want to lock them in for the playoffs next year like something completely catastrophic is going to happen to have to happen for this team not to suddenly be really good next year you know, similar to Orlando where all like, these picks like are gonna, what, like one of their best players getting a, a season-ending injury before the season even started, something like that. Well, you know, I'm not even sure if I'm going to crown him as one of their best players. I think he's a player that could help this team win for sure. On, on, uh, yes. Are you kidding me? You're going to say that about Chet? I think there's some better talent on on this OKC team than than we're, we're giving credit for. I mean, oh, Chet. Chet's I for feel sure like at this time last year, it was Chet is a. Uh, you know, we keep saying unicorn. He was like whatever, like the next unicorn was. He's like the next unicorn. Whoever drafts him, he's gonna be ready to go. This is why I'm trying to pump the brakes big time on this Web Yama stuff. I see the highlights, I hear all the hype, but I could just see something goofy happens in summer league. We've seen it before, and you know, he, he unfortunately like breaks his ankle and then he's out for the year, or he just like doesn't live up to this. Like he is going to be LeBron immediately. Just like. You know, or I see all this, like, how many championships would you trade a championship to get Wembenyama? It's like, are you kidding me? There's a fluidity in, in like the way. It seems like out of sight, out of mind, and it's similar. There's an eye test with Wemby, with Wembenyama. When you watch him move, you watch him shoot, and you watch the, the footwork that he's capable of doing at the size, speed, and effort that he's out there, it, it, it checks a lot of boxes and a lot of safe boxes, too, of not nearly as body deformity a weird body type as as chet is chet is a unique guy as well but i i think his uniqueness is more of how different he is and i don't know if that's necessarily as much of a strength as wemby is checking a lot of the standard ones all right real tall good handle solid base not too tall not too skinny and then not too big in one area and too small in another like just i i just think he he's a little bit more proportionally safe and i i know you got to be careful with all these big guys i mean chet's going through it right now I hope he gets back. I think he's a really smart player. I think his playmaking abilities are going to be a little bit more of the strength versus Wemby can be a true number one. The, the good news for OKC, whether I'm right or wrong on Chet or any of that, is that I think Shea is fully capable of being a number one player on a championship contending team. So you got that one checked. And if Chet could be number two or is even better in a number one, you're in a good spot here, as well as you're lined up for another awesome pick and the potential to end up with Webinyana, who may or may not be the perfect piece for this this whole team but i'm telling you shay dude just shay's shay's really good right now he's doing things that he's making things look so easy that i I don't know if you can put into words of how impressive it actually is making shots out of nothing the small movements the 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 efficiency that he's doing it all at it's it's just very very impressive and it was awesome to watch i I love the move on the baseline there it's just a quick little turn right up over the top of you there's nothing you can do about it game over awesome shot so i we're not going to get on get to talk about this a whole lot you know we would normally talk about the bad lakers and how much they're struggling and you know sure we could talk you know 10 seconds on anthony davis spraining his ankle in the middle of the in, the, in midair i don't <laughs> i don't know how fragile you got to be to do that I haven't seen that one before but you know I, i'm not a professional athlete you know I, my my ankles uh are pretty bad as well but maybe not that bad rough rough stuff there uh all right we we got we got a lot of overtime here, but we have to talk about the World Cup, right? We we, we were there. We watched a little bit. We, we were tuned in together. It couldn't have been a better game. We watched the two nothing go up, and we said, you know what? It's two nothing. Let's go do something else. 
And then you got the alert being like, holy crap, it's tied. I was like, really? It's tied? All right, well, I guess we'll rewind it. We'll watch the two ties. Luckily, the two comeback goals happened within like two minutes of, of each other. So it really was a great way to bounce back into that game. And then we pretty much watched everything after the game was tied from there on. And nothing but drama, nothing but rewarding. It's advertised that these two stars and Messi and uh, Mbappe, and I, I, I feel like they delivered... On, a, on an American entertainment level, which is hard to live up to, all right? Here in America, we have an expectation, all right? We want to see the two best players perform at the highest level in the highest game, and rarely do we ever get that. It's about like the LeBron-Kobe matchup that we never got in the prime that these guys got, and it was excellent, and it was awesome to watch, and it's as good as a soccer highlight as you're going to get. I wish we had kind of stuck it and just toughed it out and didn't bounce after 2 nothing, but... Or two nothing. If you're a really good team and you, you fought like hell to get to the championship, I just thought you'd be able to keep a two nothing lead, which credits France even more for coming back when you know this team is what ten minutes away from winning this whole thing, and all they got to do is not give up two goals, and then they give up two goals in like the last two minutes, just chaos. Uh, I've seen so many conversations on whether or not people are pro or against penalty kicks. Are you all right with the penalty kicks, or do you think we should just continuously play more overtime until a goal is scored the way it's scored in every other soccer play? Because this is kind of like playing football overtime, and then suddenly it's like, you know what, let's just bring the kickers out, and we'll make it a field goal competition. We've been playing football well, the whole that, time, but let's make it a different sport be the most critical well, part of the game. That, that's one of the arguments for, or, you know, against the, the college football playoffs, or not playoffs, uh, overtime is that it kind of that's what it turns into is just well can your kicker make a make a make a kick and even in the in the nfl it, you know a lot more often it comes down to a to a field goal than to a touchdown uh i think i prefer the the penalties just because it's it's just more finite it's so much drama too keep, though if, if, i love if you're it you're gonna keep if you're gonna keep playing a, you know you know quote like the normal the normal soccer it's just guys are just gonna get more and more tired, and it's just gonna get sloppier and sloppier, and I, I, and you don't know when it's gonna end. It just keeps going on and on. We're like penalty kicks. It's like okay, what was it? Eight? You get eight tries or six tries, and the, you, you know, this is about to be over. I guess it could go multiple overtimes there, but you, you're pretty sure. Either way, I'd call that a a huge success. I wait quietly as we hear all of the guitar horror stories that are bound to come out if they haven't already uh either way i think we got the entertaining soccer that we we're hoping for it's only every four years i think we i think we saw two really good teams compete for it and all in all i'd say it was a success and uh you probably won't hear soccer talked on uh, on here for for a while maybe maybe a little omega ball talked on here when the ocho comes back next year but until then we'll be back next week thank you as always for listening Make sure you subscribe or on Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts. Thank you as always. Little column A, little column B.